What's up everybody? Welcome back. And uh, things look a little different. And um, no, this is not the final studio. Things are going to be shifting. And honestly, if all goes according to plan and I have my way with my office becomes upstairs, the studio, or at least for this podcast, might move upstairs. Not quite sure. That might take a couple months, years, decades. We don't know. Um, and this is very much an evolving set. I can actually turn the camera and get a different viewpoint that way without the TV and a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, but if you watched last week when I said, hey, the whole studio is coming down, this should look similar, but I can assure you this is in a totally different part of my house. Um, it's been a very crazy week, and uh, there's been a lot of news, but not a lot of news, but there's been a ton of gaming news, actually, this week. And, and so I looked at everything that was coming out, and there's going to be a lot of gaming stuff. There's a little bit on the Windows side and everything else, but I think a partly, partly. Good English there, Brad. Partially is because we have Microsoft Ignite in about two weeks, something like that. And at Ignite, Microsoft is going to talk um, Enterprise, IT Pro, Windows, and all that stuff. Everything for the IT Pro is going to be announced at that show or talked about. And so I can't imagine them ramming out a bunch of big announcements before that because then what would they talk about on stage? And so I think that's partially why it was so quiet. But on the Windows side, things are a little bit confusing. So Microsoft put out a blog post that says, hey, the, the update for November is done, and we've they gave us a build number, and they started kind of getting that ball rolling and saying, look, here it is. Here's what we're going to do in November. And so everybody's like, hey, this is great. This is good transparency, and I applaud Microsoft for doing that. It, it was It's helpful for somebody like myself. And then uh, yesterday, they shoved out a new 19H2 build to a specific ring that is different than the one they said that is going out in November, which again is perfect Microsoft that says, hey, this is what we're doing. Oh, but just ignore this other thing that we're doing because it, it kind of contradicts what we said. It's, it's a little odd. I'm not reading too much into it, but slow ring users, you've got a new build that is not quite the same as the re release preview build. My guess is that that is going to be one of the first potential patches that goes out once that um, the November build arrives. But until not, for now, just know that if you're on the slow ring, you're running a different build than what is on the release preview ring, which Microsoft has said is going to everybody. Um, what the, the bigger issue that I have with all of this, and I, I candidly don't fully know the answer yet, is typically when they put a new build out in November or whatever, the, the release build, you can get out of the insider program on that machine, right? You just unenroll, you've got the release bits, you don't need to do anything else. If you are now running this slow ring build, does that remove that possibility? I'm not quite sure yet because it looks like it's a dot release rather than a full build update. But these are questions of anybody actually knows that answer. I would love to hear what is actually going on. Um, I've been a little bit out of the loop because I had to rebuild this whole thing and we got a whole bunch of housework done, but it's all done. At least the majority of it. There's still some minor things that need to be changed. But uh, it was a busy week in my house. Busy week. Other, other thing that I find absolutely hilarious is Samsung is rolling out a patch for the Galaxy S10 because if you put a screen protector on it, it could completely uh, remove the security layer of the fingerprint reader. If you have a certain screen protector on there, anybody can unlock it with their finger. And the, it, that's, that's kind of an, an oopsie-daisy, if you will. And then also on the non-gaming side, Adobe says, hey, Photoshop for iPad, it's still coming. It's still coming. It will be here sometime this year. That, that is all they're saying. It's delayed, it's late, it's whatever. We've been talking about Photoshop on the iPad for a while, but for those who use an iPad Pro as their primary device, it will be a pretty big update. So now, on the gaming side, which is where there was a lot of stuff. So, uh, I can't quite show it off yet because my battery just died because I've been using it too much. So uh, xCloud is now available if you're lucky. If you're lucky, 
And for those who are hearing some ambient noise in the background, that is me trying to attach the thing if you're listening to the, uh, the audio-only version of this podcast. But you can go on Amazon, at least here in the United States, and you can buy one of these little dongle adapter things. It clips right on the controller, and as you can see, what I was doing here was this top part stretches up, and your controller uh, and your phone just clip right in, and you can play xCloud. xCloud is now available. I'm not quite ready to do a full deep dive on it. Hopefully a video next week, maybe. Uh, but I'm still getting my feet wet, and, and I don't want to jump to conclusions on this because there's there's a couple things uh, very early impressions one on wi-fi it seems to be okay the latency in certain aspects i have noticed it like i can't just sugarcoat the entire process and say hey this xcloud beta is the greatest thing in the world it's absolutely perfect because it's not now that being said it's pretty dang good, um, at least on Wi-Fi. I've had some trouble over uh, cellular connectivity. I'm trying to figure out if I can isolate what is doing that, if it's certain games or whatnot. Um, but th the thing here to note about my xCloud very early impressions are that this seems doable. Like this seems like a real possibility and Microsoft still has to work some kinks out. We are only num limited in number of games, but um, like Killer Instinct, Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves actually worked probably the best in my opinion, at least initially. Um, had some minor issues with Gears um, and Halo seemed fine as well, to be honest. The, the interesting thing here is that this works and I didn't have any issues with streaming um, and this is actually low end hardware. This is, I'm trying to... With, and this is why I'm waiting and trying to take things carefully, is we all know that high-end hardware will work, but a lot of people, a lot of people in the world especially, don't have Galaxy Note 10s, Galaxy S10s. They have older hardware. And so this right here is actually a Nexus 6P. You can go look up when that phone was released, but technically Microsoft says that this phone is certified to work with xCloud. It meets their minimum requirements. I've had it work pretty okay like enough that i would if i was sitting in a hotel room be like eh, yeah yeah this works now granted i have really high wi-fi i want to take this thing to starbucks i want to do some just out in the real world testing and so that's why i didn't just shove up a video but um it's out microsoft actually said yesterday that they are rolling out more invites um also I, this kind of doesn't feel right but it is uh it, it is what it is if you're a t-mobile customer go look out on the web there's a website where you can register and actually kind of increase your odds of getting into the xcloud beta so yeah, there you go. If you got T-Mobile, you get a little priority access to it. And then I also heard why Microsoft is doing this now, and, and take this with a pinch of salt, if you will, is that they wanted to get this out in front of Stadia, because Stadia is launching next month, and Microsoft wants to show that, hey, this isn't vaporware, this is a real thing, and candidly, it is. Now, here's an interesting little funny factoid about Stadia. Stadia isn't going to be truly wireless when it launches. I say truly, because if you have a Chromecast Ultra, it will be wireless. If you don't have a Chromecast Ultra, I hope you have a pen, or a pen, a pen, a cord, a cord to plug in, uh, because you're going to need to be connected. So I do have a Chromecast Ultra, and I also have the controller on the way whenever that does ship next month, and so that I can play around with it. But yeah, so that's a little bit of interesting stuff, knowing about the nitty-gritty of uh, the Stadia. So it's not going to be... It's not going to be perfect on day one, if you will. Also, other things that are happening this week. This guy, this is, which there's a video up on the channel earlier, which I admit is not perfect because the overhead camera, this one, well, I, I didn't set it up to be doing this, um, was losing focus. I know what the issue was. Now, I wasn't planning to do this. Where's the shadow coming from? 
I guess, oh, it's coming from there. Uh, anyway, so this is the new Elite V2 controller, Elite Series Wireless 2, or, or Elite Series 2 wireless controller, a mouthful, if you will. And it has my first impressions. I'll do a full review of this guy, but I can't rip it out because I actually have it used right here, is the Taco Bell Xbox. This comes in the Taco Bell thing. So if you're not familiar with that, what it is, is Taco Bell is running a double Chalupa special. If you go there and buy one of the double Chalupa boxes, you can get a code and then you can do their win every 10 minute prize. Uh, and in that prize pack is the Elite Series 2 controller, the Taco Bell, and then some Game Pass uh, credits. Also, if you order online the Taco Bell thing, they'll automatically give you two weeks of Game Pass. So there you go. There you go. And speaking of Game Pass, by the way, there was a report out uh, of actually Microsoft said it at the Game Industry Business Conference that they are seeing an uptick that people who are playing or subscribed to Game Pass are actually buying more games. It's a little interesting, a little bit counterintuitive, but I have I have a crazy a crazy thought here, and we'll see how this plays out. Um, for my, somebody like myself, I've already prepaid for Game Pass for what, like three years. I've, I've I've only got two years and like I don't know, like fourteen months left or something, or fourteen months, four months left. Stumbling over the the facts and logic, but two years and four months left or something like that. I don't know what I'm going to do when it runs out. Just kidding. Anyways, but I suspect that people like myself have access to all these games, and we don't really think that oh, we've already invested all this money, uh, whatever. I shouldn't buy any games because I've accessed all these games. They're just like oh, I have this this is just here and available, and then they go out and buy another game because they're not spending that money each month. I don't know if that's that's truly the way it is, but that's kind of the way I think about it. Um, I try not to spend a ton of money on games, and Game Pass fits perfectly because I can just download a bunch of different games. I downloaded Dirt. Uh, rally racing not long ago and it, it's great and so i suspect that maybe people are playing games and they go out of game pass and they just go buy it but we will see uh, but anyways what that realistically says is that hey this is a giant win for microsoft if they can prove to publishers that by putting their titles into game pass that they will actually start to sell more games that is like the holy grail scenario now what publishers could do and more than likely is let's just use call of duty for example i know this isn't perfect but they could put all the older call of duty titles available in game pass and then make their latest release available uh, for purchase only and maybe that would spur on sales or something like that but we will see if you guys have any feedback or understanding of why people with Game Pass might be spending more on games. I'd love to know. I'd love to know what your theories are. I'm sure Microsoft is trying to lock down the exact reason why it occurs. But for whatever it is, it looks like a uh, it looks like a win for Microsoft. Obviously, that's a good little marketing aspect. Also, things going on if you're using Gears, there's an update this week that brings new characters uh, that you can use. Also, Apex Legends, which I play a lot. There's a new mode out for the Halloween. It's actually quite fun. I highly recommend you download that. It's also free to play, so uh, you don't have to, just have to play pay anything if you want. And it's a Halloween-related kind of zombie thing. They call them Shadows and Legends. Basically, you land as a legend, uh, you kill everybody, and then when there's only 10 legends left, they all team up, and then they have to try to get on the evac ship. But when you die, you turn into a shadow basically a zombie and then you can try to kill the people that are trying to get on the ship it's fun uh it's a neat little mode and it's out now and so again it is free so there you go guys unfortunately i forgot to do the questions this week mostly because i was running around i was actually a uh, fun little story for you here about networking so i have a lot of this stuff hardwired because a lot of the streaming we all know that hard hardwired works better than um, wireless so Here's a fun little fact for you. So I, in my house, I have a couple 
couple Ethernet cables that are about 100 feet long. I think that's exactly what they are. And because I've moved things around so much, things got a little jumbled. What I ended up doing, and this created hell in a handbasket, was I accidentally pu pushed one end of the 100-foot cable into my, my, my giant Netgear switch here. And then what I thought was going to somewhere else, and my lines got crossed, and then I actually just made a loop of my in my router so it or for my switch it went out and then just came right back in and that created all sorts of weird things like my internet was just going up and down like my whole network was just on the fritz it took me about an hour to figure out that it just made a giant circle loop um but there you go that is how uh i spent a lot of last night trying to figure out why my internet was running at about a tenth of its normal speed um, and then why things just kept dropping offline and the why it was just a disaster. So if you ever want to have fun or screw with somebody, at least in my scenario, um, just create a little loop inside their own switch and, uh, it'll drive them nuts much like it did to me, but that wraps it up for today, guys. Um, I appreciate everybody sticking around and doing all that good stuff. The, st the studio is evolving. I got to figure out how I'm going to integrate somehow the surface studio inside the studio, if you will, what I'm going to do and put that and uh, have some fun with that device. But for now, guys, that wraps it up. We'll catch all of you right back here next time.